Ari Rosenbaum here with another fun-filled episode of that 401k podcast. This week's topic, we're going to talk about terminating a 401k plan and what plan sponsors really need to know. Um, of course, first things first, that 401ksite.com for further information on all live events, the national virtual event. 26th, 27th of January, two bucks and change to be a part of it. Go to that 401ksite.com to sign up. Uh, just added plan notice as a as a. a Sponsor, and they'll have a presentation on on their nifty tool dealing with uh, plain notice requirements and whatnot. And of course, we will be in Oakland on April the fourteenth. We will be in Detroit on May the third, and eventually we will book Texas, um, Arlington, Texas. Arlington has been really a, a big pain in the rear end uh, in terms of booking. Um, you know, I, I always speak out of school. Arlington, Texas, that's the home of the Texas Rangers, really want to go back to Texas. They're making it very, very difficult for us because, unlike most venues, uh, they can't have an event that day. So we have to do it, you know, the, the day of a game. So we would have to have the game the day before, the day after. Who, who the heck knows? And I had one date set for May, right before Memorial Day, and of course, that's the day that the stadium is closed for high school graduations. So we'll see what we can do, and if we have to move it up, maybe we move it up, or I, I don't know what the heck we're going to do, but we're eventually going to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of sitting down this week and, and finally just, you know, get off the pot, as they say, and, and, and pick a date. Um, and of course, we're working on dates for June and September. So, what are we going to do? Five events for 2023. That's what it looks like. Um, hopefully, one of those will be in New York, so I don't have to travel. I haven't been to New York uh, since 2019, the MetLife event. We always get a better attendance in New York since I'm from New York, and um, just draws a bigger hometown crowd. So, there there is a venue in New York we want to run desperately. Um, you know, and, uh, we'll see, uh, if, uh, Larry can deliver for us. And of course, like I said, go to that 4 for further information. The Detroit, uh, page will be up soon. I'd say within a few days and whatnot. So it's a lot of fun. Um, hope you can be a part of it and, uh, we'll see, uh, what kind of guests Larry will get for us. There's somebody in Oakland I have in mind. Um, we'll see if Larry can deliver because it's somebody who did play for Oakland but has some Mets ties, so we'll see what we can do. Um, it's hard to believe that uh, I've been in practice on my own for 12 and a half years now, which is amazing. And um, I never wrote or talked about termination of 401k plan until now. It's just, you know, when you're writing articles... Over the last 12 years, you know, some, 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 you know, I, I write a weekly article, some get recycled and some get updated and some get refreshing. And you're always trying to figure out, you know, what am I missing? What am I not doing? What topic did I not cover? And then it dawned on me. Never talked about terminating a 401k plan. And um, uh, the reason I bring it up is because uh, right now I'm involved uh, with uh, a couple of plan terminations and. Um, one in particular, it's really annoying, and I'll pretty much tell you why. Um, but, you know, terminating the 401k plan, you know, always reminds me of uh, Monday Night Football, Dandy Don Meredith, when he would sing, turn out the lights, the party's over. And there are times when a plan sponsor really has to do that. And um, there are a lot of, you know, 
problems and issues dealing with plant terminations. I've just, you know, deal with it. And I've constantly dealt with it in 24 years of practice. Next September, 2023, that will be 25 years uh, in the business, which uh, for me is it's uh, kind of amazing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, I think the first thing I think the plant sponsors need to realize, if they are shutting down themselves, they need to shut down the 401k plan. Um, you know, it, it has to be done. Um you know, again, I'm involved with a plan termination of a company that terminated a long time ago. And when I say a long time ago, I want to say this was a mortgage company that folded during the mortgage uh, fiasco and the uh, savings, um, you know, the, the mortgage-backed securities, all that kind of stuff that, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the big short, you know, that kind of era so you talk about maybe 2010 or whatnot. It's still to this day, the guy never closed down the plan. He was hoping uh, somehow <laughs> he, he would find a treasure chest of forfeitures later down the line. Um, he waited too long, obviously. The Department of Labor is involved with it. And uh, I don't want to deal with um, Department of Labor audits. They're no fun. So we're involved in this audit because, again, like the plan sponsor went out of business 12 years ago, and now all of a sudden they're terminating it. Uh, I mean, they're they term uh, the plan's been terminated. I'm just saying they're actually now going to distribute plan assets to plan participants. Uh, it's not fun. Um, you know, plans should you know stay out there like an abandoned junkyard. Um, you know, uh, I, there could always be fiduciary liability issues, um, and again. My biggest, you know, you know, one of the biggest tragedies uh, that I dealt with in the 4K plan business was dealing with, you know, a retirement plan that was terminated and issues, you know, resulting as of it and, you know, the DOL thinking that the plan sponsor embezzled money out of the plan. It, it's just, there, there's no reason to keep it up and running. It's dead, it's dead, it's dead. Uh, and just, you know, if it's dead, just bury it and be done with it. And like I said, I don't like the law audits. Um, they're not fun. Yeah, I could bill for it, but again, I, I'd rather plan sponsors be compliant than for me collecting a nice fee. Um, obviously, if they're selling a business instead of closing up shop, there are you know obviously some issues. Um, one deciding factor when somebody's selling a business is you got to figure out is the plan sponsor, the people in charge of the plan sponsor, are they selling the assets of the business or are they selling stock? Because um, what happens determines what happens with the 401k plan. Under an asset sale, uh, you know, the plan sponsor is still going to remain and exist with the current owners. The current owners just sold goodwill, uh, assets and, and whatnot, and employees and customer lists and all that kind of huff and guff. But, you know, the people who own the stock of the company are still remain. They just sold off everything that was worthwhile in their business. And, you know, most transactions these days, you'll see that they're asset sales because they just, you know, want a cleaner uh, situation. And, uh, you know, don't want to deal with somebody else's 401k plan. So that's what they do. Uh, obviously, on their stock sale, you know, 
the new owners are getting everything, including the stock of the company. So, you know, uh, they don't have to create a new entity to, you know, house the assets that they bought because they bought everything. So why is the distinction really important? If someone's selling the business in a stock sale, um, you know, the 401k plan is the problem of the buyer since they will be considered the same employer for 401k purposes. In an asset sale, uh, it, the plan could be either terminated uh, because the employer employees have gone bye-bye or the new owner, the, the purchase of the assets, could assume the sponsorship of the 401k plan. And I think it's important that any contract spells out what happens with the 401k plan, any type of asset or stock sale. That's just my, my two cents. Um, like I said, most of the time you'll just see um, an asset sale only, uh, but quite a bit of times you see um, you see stock sales. And I just had a situation with a union pension plan dealing with um, situations like that. It looked like a stock sale, then eventually it was just merely an asset sale. One of the caveats of terminating a 401k plan is the successor plan rule. Um, the successor plan rule holds that when a 401k plan is terminated, uh, they can't distribute participants' elected deferrals if the employer maintains or establishes a successor plan within 12 months following the termination. So uh, the successor plan rule is one of those interesting um, you know, topics dealing with 401k plans. company wants to terminate a 401k plan and start a new one next week. They can't. Uh, why can't they? Because the rules say they can't. And it really was put in place. It's 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 a rule uh, for 401k plans and 403b plans to prevent somebody just getting access to deferral money before 59 and a half. Um, so you know when a 401k plan is terminated, a successor plan would be one that exists at any time during the period beginning on the date of plan termination and ending 12 months after all the assets from the terminated plan are distributed. So. Um, you know, there are, you know, not only is it a successor plan with a 401k, but also a profit sharing plan could be considered a successor plan as well. All DC plans, except for an ESOP, um, you know, IRAs, uh, IRA type plans, simple and, and 403Bs, uh, um, you know, and of course there's an exception if there's just a, a you're, you're not covering the same employees, but the successor plan role is just, again, that safety valve to make sure that a plan sponsor doesn't terminate a 401k plan and sets one up next week just because they want people to get distributed the assets. Um, and it's one of those quirks. Uh, and like I said, a profit sharing plan is a successor plan. I had to look that up recently, so that's why I bring it up. It's one of those caveats. Uh, that, uh, you know, whether it's a asset sale, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a question of, you know, again, another question of whether you have an asset sale, stock sale, and, and whatnot, and the issues that result uh, because of it. Next, obviously, you know, notice and distributions are a big deal. Um, they're, you know, obviously, you know, providing a notice to plan participants, providing distributions. One of the quirks on a 401k plan is that legally you're not required to give employees notice that you terminated the 401k plan. I don't understand how that's still a thing, but it is still a thing. Uh, obviously, 
It needs to be a resolution to terminate. Plan sponsors should make sure that there are any type of, uh, you know, amendments or restatements that are required. Um, due to the vesting rules, all, um, all plan participants are fully vested upon the plan's termination. And then, you know, got to provide participants with distribution packages and whatnot. And, uh, you know, that could be a headache dealing with former participants that you can't locate, can't find, addresses bounce. You got to actually go out and try to locate them. And that's always been the problem with plan terminations. You know, uh, we always talk about missing participants and unfortunately plan sponsors um, just deal with uh, these participants um, and, uh, you know, just only deal with them um, with, um, you know, a situation where, uh, you know, you got to provide them. Uh, and um, the distribution forms, like I said, with the missing participants, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But with the missing participants, like I said, they, they don't, you know, plan sponsors don't do anything with them until there's a termination. That's when you have a problem. And, uh, you know, one of the caveats uh, is you want the assets distributed, and if you can't find, you know, and locate people, there's always an issue. But, um, you know, there are, you know, cer certainly ways to you know, fix that. Uh, we have search programs, uh, search services on the internet that are really, really cheap to locate people and find information. Uh, you know, and uh, you want to get those assets out because that, you know, deals with the last and final um, Form 5500. Obviously, termination fees, plan sponsor needs to realize that they do have to pay the TPA for distribution forms and packages and whatnot, and their fees, resolutions cost money, plan restatements cost money. Um, obviously, distribution packages, participants, you know, could be charged, but, um, you know, a lot of these expenses are going to be paid by the plan sponsor. And then, of course, the final Form 5500, a plan isn't really fully terminated until the assets are distributed from the plan's trust. Once that's done, um, it's got to be done on the last day of the seventh month after the plan year ends. So you get all your assets in out by December 31st, 2022. You got a final form 5500 that's due the end of July or the middle of October. One of the caveats that people don't understand is, let's say, for example, um, you terminate the plan and you don't distribute assets until January 31st, 2023. Uh, the measuring point is not December 31st. It's actually from the time that the plan distributed all assets, and that's when the seven and a half months uh, count. So 131, um, uh, the 131 date, you'd have to you know file it in, in September or whatnot, and uh, that's always the, the seventh month after whatever. It's uh, It would be the end of, I think it would be the end of, I think it would be in the <laughs> August or September, but anyway, um, it's uh, it's a it's a problem, and um, you know if you don't get that final form fifty five hundred in place, um, you're gonna get a pesky little notice from the government that uh, they don't have a fifty five hundred for your final year, and uh, it's just one of those things that should be followed up and uh, make sure that. Um, 
it's done. And um, it, it's just uh, make sure the TPA does it. So many times I'll have a plan sponsor client get that little notice from the government, and it's important that they get it completed and done. Last but not least, um, I think plan sponsors need to realize that a partial termination is not an actual termination. A partial termination of a 401k plan is um, when only 20% or more of the plan participants were laid off a particular year. Uh, it's really based on facts and circumstances. So, for example, if you had a business that was seasonal, like, you know, they work at Jones Beach or something in New York, or uh, it's a golf course, or they just typically lay off. I, I, I remember my grandmother uh, today was... Wow, it's 21 years since she passed away today as I record it. Uh, she was part of a factory. Uh, my uncle's hat manufacturing company, they made hats for the military. She was a seamstress. And uh, the, um, the factory would close for two weeks, two, three weeks. So my grandmother would file for the unemployment because uh, the union didn't, you know, have them get paid or whatnot. So there was unemployment uh, she would collect, but you know she wouldn't be considered terminated for purposes of a partial termination because the layoff was just merely seasonal. It happened every year because my you know aunt and uncle had to go to St. Martin, um, you know, with the fancy uh, penthouse for two weeks at the end of December, uh, and of course they went for a long time, year after year after year. Uh, I want to say. 10, 15 years. Didn't they invite me once? No, but that's a that's another story. But again, any change of seasonal, you know, type changes, whatnot, um, there's no issue. Actually, I remember we had a client, um, one TPA that I worked at, we had a client that had a seasonal type job. They made the plastic grass for Easter baskets uh, and that, you know, they had seasonal layoffs and whatnot. And, you know, we just always had to make sure that there was no partial termination. And uh, if there is a partial termination, 20% of more people left. Um, and we're not talking about the COVID exception. They, they changed the rule on that. If you, you know, the, they changed the measuring point. In a normal s situation, uh, if you have 20% or more leave, uh, you cut down a division, you cut down a big part of your office, you have to vest them at 100%, those affected participants. And, uh, you know, it would be for actually any reason during the plane year. So I had that, again, I had that um, former plane sponsor, you know, company went out of business 12 years ago, and he's trying to tell me, well, they should be fully vested because these people left on their own. And I said, it's a partial, DOL is not going to care if they left on their own and who's going to prove it and it's always going to be against you and forget about it, just give it up. You're not going to get this pot of gold of forfeitures at the end of the day, especially now with the DOL looking at you. Um, so a partial termination is obviously different because uh, a company can have uh, some growing pains, lose a good chunk of their staff, and, and, and go on. Listen, I work for a law firm that is half the size that it is now, but they're still going on. Um, it is what it is, but you know I think that plan sponsors need to realize that there is a, a, a certainly a difference between a partial termination and a full termination and actual plan termination. And I wish they would come up with a term better than a partial termination because it, it gives the idea that part of the plan terminated when it really didn't. 
It just means that we have a layoff. So they should call it something else. Uh, turnover, contraction, or something like that. A partial termination gives the idea to plan sponsors that the plan actually terminated when it doesn't. I've dealt with so many plans over the years that, you know, still in play, still in business, years, years, and years after the partial termination. So we hope you enjoyed this episode, a little short episode of that 401k podcast. Kind of crazy couple weeks, especially at the end of the year. Uh, next week, we'll have another topic, probably dealing with 2023 and situations going on with that. So uh, go to that 4 for further information on all our live events. Thanks. Bye.